This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, hopefully we are some of your most favorite fun automotive pontificators. <laughs> I'm Alan Taylor. BJ Colleen is the first guest up on the show, and then behind her will be, well, who's going to be behind you? I, I don't even, honestly, I don't know who's behind you, but anyway, uh, I have to get my list out now, but it's going to be a packed full show. I'll tell you, you know why I don't really care because what's on my mind right now is I'm about to go to Barrett Jackson. I literally am on my way after the show. So, uh, um, whoever is not going with me, which I wish BJ was going and I wish, uh, I know Carl Brower is going to be on the show because I, I talked to him about the fact that he hasn't got his demon yet. He ordered it. Mine just came in and it's like, I get to go pick it up and then put it in the garage and then get on an airplane. And the problem is his is going to come in while he's gone, which really bugs him because he's been waiting for months and months and months. So uh, we had that little conversation, but anyway, so I have determined something, BJ. What? I am going back to my roots as being a, classic car and collector car guy i'm just going back to where i started with loving all the classic cars and it's like i find that that is for some reason uh, these new cars have have uh, like they they broke me and i mean other than the demon which i feel like may be the last the last real true collectible future collectible car I could be wrong, and I've been wrong before, and maybe Dodge or somebody like that will surprise me all over again, but I just feel like that everything that is the best of what we've ever had is behind us because it's going the wrong direction with all these electric cars, but 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 the good news is, and I know that you'll agree, is that um, a lot of people are waking up to the fact that electric cars are not as completely awesome as they're telling us, and Hertz is, you know, the news that's been all, all week long. Hertz is dumping cars. Hertz is dumping cars. No, they're not just dumping cars. They're dumping electric cars. Teslas. A lot of Teslas. Is that what yeah. it is, Tesla? But but uh, yeah. just the, the key word there is electric cars. And the automakers are finally starting to listen. So maybe this giant ship will start to right itself and, and come back to, uh, well, the roots of what enthusiasts love about cars is good-looking cars, cars that are well-built, mechanically well-built and engineered, safe that are fun to drive. Remember Zoom Zoom? I'll never yeah. that was like one of the best things that Mazda ever did was to come up with that little slogan, you know? You so. know, it's the EVs, it's deeper than that. It's become a global issue and I'll talk about that in our next couple segments. Good. But let's talk about Barrett Jackson yes. because there's really big news and you don't have to worry because you're going to be there. Yes, but for I those am. of us that have to watch it on TV, we miss half the auction because they break away for commercials and we miss half the cars that we that we're looking forward to they change channels it gets frustrating but what Barrett Jackson announced this year is that they are partnering with Endeavor Streaming mm. and they're mm. going to start streaming the auctions and that means you're going to get 150 plus hours of live auctions <laughs> through their website so i mean it's great because i don't have to sit around and all of a sudden 
my car was on for two seconds and it's gone. It just used to make me so angry. But if you want to stream the auctions for Monday, January 22nd through Sunday, January 28th, go to tv.barrett-jackson.com. And Barrett is B-A-R-R-E-T-T-jackson.com. And you can see the whole auction. It's like I want to jump up and down. I'm so happy. That yeah. I can do that. So, well, so thank you, thank you, thank you, Bert Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially for those that can't go. So, did you say TV? T as T like television? Yeah. Okay. TV dot Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Hyphen Yep. So. so I I'm going to be there as you know, BJ. I've been doing their symposiums. I've been hosting their symposiums for I don't know a number of years. I used to do live shows from there and all this, and then we were doing. We had this uh, stage with Shell for a little while, Motor Trend for a little while, and it, it ebbs and flows all the time. And this year I'm doing, on Tuesday, I'm doing Tuesday, th- Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I'm doing a symposium each day. I wonder if they're going to be actually uh, putting those on stream, and it very well may be. So you might I'll look for that. for you. Yeah, and, and also I, I think they do sometimes stream them on their website. So maybe it's just going to be added to the... Uh, the, uh, the how many hours did you say? Over 150 hours. <laughs> oh, yes. my God. Well, that's live auctions every year. That's not necessarily this year. Oh, I was going to say. Oh, that's yeah, like no. how many hours are in a week? Anyway, uh, Barrett-Jackson.com. If you're there and you see me, come over and say hi, please. Even if you have to tell me I hate your show, you idiot. I- I'm-, I'm good with that. It's kind of fun. That's when the fight starts. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Attention business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Well, you're listening to The Drive all across America. I'm Alan Taylor. Thanks for joining us. You know, the one thing that really, really bugs me, BJ. BJ Colleen here. Uh, BJ, I missed the Foreigner concert last night. You sure did. Foreigner and Night Ranger. Oh, my God. You know, I, I, I had to do the radio show. I could not be there. But, yeah, it's like 10 days worth of stuff going on there. It's wild. Yep. Oh, anyway, Barrett Jackson uh, is coming up. It's actually kind of going on right this moment, but I, I won't be there until Monday night. And uh, Tuesday, I start my uh, uh, series, which I think they do stream that. It's a symposium series and lots of fun stuff. Like what's the, you know, what cars are trending in the classic car world, the future classic cars, what there's a panel of guests. It's all very fun. But you know what? I understand. We talked about my demon just a little bit and Goldberg 
Goldberg yep. has his Demon 170, which is the new Demon with 1,025 horsepower, and he has a matching serial number from the 2018 Demon that are yep. going to be going across the auction block. Anybody want to take any guesses what that's going to bring, what that pair is going to bring? <laughs> Actually, the, the Challenger, the Demon, the new one has only nine miles on it. Uh, there's only 3,000 that they made available for the U.S. market. Right. There's 3,300 produced, but 300 are going out of the country. And then the 2018 one has 10 miles on it. So <laughs> that one, you know, the other one's only got a measly, you know, a thousand plus horsepower. Yeah. This one, the 2018 only had 808. So, you know. It's yeah, just no, like, 840 if you changed out the little computer. So that's but true. That's, that, true. that's what's amazing is that, you know, first of all, and the reason why I bought the first Demon was because I thought, well, they're never going to do this again. And then, you know, leave it to Tim Kaniskis, who's the president of Dodge, and his team of good people. And they're like, let's just do one last time, and let's just make it, you know, <laughs> let's make it the biggest, baddest. And they did it. The question is, could, can they, could they, is it even possible to do a car like this that you can buy for, I don't know, thirty dollars or $32,000 with a V6 in it? And make it into a quarter million dollar, thousand and twenty five horsepower car from the factory that will pop a wheelie. It's like, who does that? And it's Dodge. It's amazing yeah. to me. So I, I just it, it breaks my heart in yours as well that the muscle cars are going away. And I'm just thinking when you started the show, that great sound effect that you have. Yeah. You're going to have to kill that. You're just going to have to leave it like no sound. <laughs> It'll be like. <laughs> but you know what i kind of used to think that when i was a kid the noise i loved was the the noise that came out of the jetsons car oh yeah (laughs) you know and uh and nowadays you could probably get that noise for your uh you know anything you want electric car anyway so make a guess do me a favor is it five hundred thousand bucks those two cars are going to bring the demons what do you think? Uh, what did you pay for yours? Well, it doesn't matter what I paid for. They're selling for two hundred and fifty grand for it. But window sticker, well, window sticker is like one hundred thirty. You know, it's Goldberg. It's got some provenance to it. It's going. You know, I think is it going for charity? I'm not sure if it is or not. I don't think so. I think oh, it's going for his charity. <laughs> his own charity. Yeah. So usually for charity, it's higher. But I'm saying because there's so few of them, I'm going. 350 to 4 maybe. Oh, it'll bring more than that. I'm thinking 5 to 700,000. Okay, we'll we'll okay. All right, I'm writing it down on today's worksheet here. Okay. You said right. 350 to 4. Yeah. We're talking about for the two match set serial numbers matching. No, just, for, just for the first one. Oh, no, I'm talking about no, I'm talking No, no, no. That was just for the first one. Oh, well then I was going to say, yeah, you're crazy. What do you yeah, think? Second one would go for three. I, so okay. Put me down for seven hundred for both. Okay. See, so see, now we're more like it. Now we're more okay. like it. I think okay. because they're a match set, I think it's going to be five to seven hundred, and it may touch a million bucks. Which uh, if everybody's drunk enough on Saturday night, <laughs> well, you never. That's what Barrett Jackson's all about, man. I know. It's the yeah, the, the competition. Food. And I was thinking about it. If what? I said to you that someday when coffee was, you know a quarter or 50 cents or whatever. I mean, it's still 50 cents if you go to McDonald's and you're, and you're over 65 or whatever. But it, when coffee used to be cheap, that you would someday pay 7 or $8 for a coffee. You'd look at me like I was crazy, right? That right? So here we are when people now, there are many billionaires in this world, many, many of them. And I happen to have a couple of friends that are billionaires. So for them to spend 500 grand, which is, I don't know, what's that, a, a week's worth of, interest on some of their not all their money some of their money it's nothing to them 
right. it's like you and me spending six or seven bucks on a coffee today. It's just the world has changed. So, and that's what Barrett Jackson, they bring out, they bring out this interesting audience of hardcore enthusiasts that hold their hand up and they look at the guy across the way that's holding his hand up and they're like, I dare you. Who's going to blink first? And there it goes into the millions, you know? Yeah. Um, BJ Colleen is here. We're going to continue a little bit uh, more with Barrett Jackson. She's got a test drive. She's going to try and squeak in there also. Uh, I'll be doing the symposiums there, so come by and say hi. We'll be right back. It's The Drive. The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget, never settle, never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. is The Drive with Alan Taylor. I was looking at our website the other day, thedrivewithalantaylor.com, and I saw BJ's smiling face, and then on her bio it says, The Voice of Reason. <laughs> it literally says that on my website. <laughs> me that for oh, The Voice of Reason. All right, so uh, you had a couple things you want to talk about. I'll shut up. Go ahead. Yeah, real quickly, Barrett Jackson, it's going to be interesting because, you know, I love them. They sell tractors. Hot dog carts, trailers, three yeah, wheelers, whatever you, you got. It. Yep. It's, it's got wheels. They're selling it. I love it. But there's some cool things coming up. Frank Teague's collection's going up. He's got amazing muscle cars. The Plymouth Hemi Superbird, which is one of my favorites. He's got a Yanko Copo Camaro. He's got a Judge Ram Air that they're being auctioning off. And then the other one I want to talk about is the pre-war classics. Now we know that muscle cars are what sells. Pre-war classics have kind of lost their their shine over the past couple years. Right. But they're going to be selling some interesting vehicles. They got a 37 Bugatti Type 57 Stelvia. Mm. There's a Packard Amelia Concourse d'Elegance winner, Silver Wraith. So it's going to be curious to see how some of these pre-war classic cars do yeah. in, the, in the auction. Just because we know that, you know, money-wise, that's not what collectors are looking for now. But they're very collectible vehicles, still, yeah. especially Bugatti. Well, lots so. of great stuff. You guys, go head over to Barrett-Jackson.com. And you can see the whole list of everything that's being sold. Hundreds and hundreds of cars. Yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure it's still no reserve. That means whatever the hammer drops for, it sells for that. Yeah, absolutely okay. amazing. All right. You had a couple of news things. Yeah, a couple and, of uh, news things. We were talking about EVs. And there's a great podcast. The NADA, National Automotive Dealers Association, has a new podcast called Driving Ahead. And they got some great guys on there. But this one, they were talking about China. China is trying to corner the market, not only on EVs, but battery production also. I had no idea. And the automotive manufacturers from America that are selling cars there, the car sales are falling drastically because China's promoting nationalism. And the only ones that they're selling that are making any money that are not Chinese vehicles are luxury things like Mercedes-Benz and Bentleys and Rolls and things like that. But I'm just blown away that I had not heard before that that they are the number one import cars to Mexico. They have just set on a boat a bunch of cars going to Europe. 
So we better keep our eyes open on what's going on in China because they're kind of trying to take over the EV market. It's a little scary. Just <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. so, and you know what? Uh, Maybe they should. We'll just let them have it. <laughs> Go ahead. It'd be interesting. <laughs> and then I, I know you have a job, but you might want to think about redoing it because the Oscar Mayer is putting out an ad to hire a dozen people to drive the Wienermobile. Oh. You get to drive it for a year. Your salary is 35000 and $150 per week for meals and hotels. You get some good benefits, but you got to attend 1,200 events in 40 cities or do about 20,000 miles. So and you're driving a hot dog. Yeah. So if you're interested, <laughs> go to their website. All right. I just can't imagine driving that giant hot dog down the road. But Oh, I love seeing it. When it comes oh, to town, funny. I always go and check it out. So That's funny. All right. You got four minutes now for a okay, Hyundai Palisade test the, drive. Hyundai yes. Palisade, the SUV, the full-size SUV. Love them, yeah. I had the 2023 model. It's the calligraphy all-wheel drive, top of the line. I love this vehicle. Wait a minute. I, don't I didn't know they, they make a Caligula version of this? Is that calligraphy. What oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. Right. But, the, you know, this is it's a car I absolutely don't need because I don't have a big family. It's just me. But if I did, this is the one I would definitely look at. $52,000 is what this came in at, but... It's basically a, a really nice Genesis for a lot less money. It, it, you can get one at 36000 if you want. It is a sister vehicle to the Kia Telluride, yeah. which is pretty cool. But yeah. I really, really like this vehicle. It's got a big face that some people aren't crazy about, but I think it still beats the Lexus spindle grill face. Every bell and whistle on it, front row heated and ventilated seats, second row heated seats, wireless phone charging, Harman Kardon audio system, impressive warranty, good power, 3.8 liter V6 made it to an 8-speed. 291 horsepower, 262 pound-feet of torque. I got 21 miles per gallon on the highway. That's it's like, pretty good. I used to get eight. It, yeah. It's crazy how nice it is. <laughs> it has a digital key. It had a, uh, um, a smart lift gate. But I'm going to tell you my favorite feature was smart park. Because this vehicle was so big, if I parked it in the garage next to my Lincoln Corsair, I couldn't open the door to get out. Yeah. So I'm thinking, how am I going to do this? So it has remote start where I put it in the driveway i get out, i lock the car, i hit the remote button, and the car would park itself in the garage. No way! Honest to God. And when I left, I would hit the smart park, and it would back itself out of the garage. And not only that, it would straighten the wheels. So if I was a little too close when I pulled in, it would actually straighten the wheels out. Oh I mean, I, every time I used the feature, I started laughing. I'm like, I love this feature, especially for people that have smaller garages. And if you don't get a chance to see it on your own, go to the dealership and, and ask them to, to do this demonstration for you because it sounds stupid, but it is the most useful feature on any vehicle, especially if you've got a tight garage. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I absolutely loved it. Very, yeah, because there's nothing worse in the wintertime. You pull in the garage, the door won't open very far anyway because you don't want to smack your other car or your stuff that's on your shelves. And then you got to try and get out of that car. And then you go in the house and the, your pant leg has all got schmutz all <laughs> over it because, you you know, you had to squeeze out of the car. Anyway, I think it's great. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. Does it come with a particularly with the Caligula package? It's not the Caligula. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not a couple. It's, 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 everything's on that trim. So, yes, it comes. What is that uh, yeah, package anyway. called again? I'm sorry, Hyundai. I apologize. <laughs> Hyundai Calligraphy. Oh, I got traumatized watching that movie when I was like 20 years old. There, don't go see that movie, whatever it no. is. Oh, no, no. Oh, my God. He was a pig. Okay. BJ Colleen, thank you. I love you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Alan. Another really opinionated person coming up next. I don't know who it is, but uh, they'll call in in a second while the commercial's going on. We'll take a break and be back with more. Don't forget, go to Barrett Jackson. Look for me doing the symposiums. And please, come over and say hi. 
We'll see you there. All right. Be right back with more. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. Well, it is time now to hear from Lauren Fix, who is, uh, well, she's in Buffalo. And I, I understand there was a pretty good blizzard over there. Now, the whole country has been experiencing cold weather. And uh, earlier this week, man, we were, we were having uh, internet outages like crazy. The whole West Coast, Pacific Northwest. Um, how was the blizzard over there in Buffalo? Well, we have power and we have internet, but then again, I have like this gargantuan generator because we've gotten <laughs> stuck before. You're right, I do My too. husband's like Tim Allen. He can't just have a generator. He's got to have a generator. Yeah. Like, you know, hey, I've got my, my generator. Have a turbo on it. Yeah. You know? Mine has, I have a Corvette V8 as the engine on mine. Not a diesel, a Corvette V8, but it's a natural gas nice. power. So it's nice. Very cool. Yeah. So uh, Blizzard. With all your fancy cars that you have and the Demon and Porsches and interesting cars, race cars, what do you do? Oh, that's right. You have that uh, Porsche diesel SUV. Or My do- Cayenne, yes, the one you keep offering to buy something <laughs> that I won't sell you. Yeah, yeah you got to have something to get around in the snow. So what does one do when all these electric machines are stranded all over the place? Are you guys having that out there in Buffalo? There are cars stranded all over the place. There are people that had no power for 48 hours. Um, it started, believe it or not, right on top of the um, the playoff games for the Bills versus the Steelers. Oh, that's Of which funny. we crushed them. <laughs> We're going to play the Chiefs. So I, my friend of mine has a box. I wouldn't go and freeze my butt off. But he says, hey, listen, I got extra seats. You want to come parking? I said, yeah. So I went. And we got there, we had trapped in traffic, there was no place to park, and uh, it was amazing how many people were freezing their butts off when it came to go, walking to the game. There are people that are dead serious. I mean, these people are so serious, it's absolutely crazy. They had layers on, some people were wearing no shirt for the whole game, which I think is bizarre, wow. but hey, you know, it's Buffalo, people were tailgating, you know, the whole nine yards. Oh, um gosh. But, you know, it was fun. We had a good time. They were throwing snow, which you're not supposed to do. But it's amazing how cold it got here. That was the one thing different this year versus last year. Last year, we had a blizzard at Christmas time, and everyone remembers that. 
And it kept me really busy. Everyone's like, oh, are you sitting around doing nothing? I'm like, no, I'm calling the Weather Channel, Fox Weather. Everyone wanted my opinion because they know I live here. But this year wasn't necessarily as much snow. It was more windy and really bitter cold. Yeah. I mean, surprisingly bitter cold, like temperatures of 8 degrees. So it was far from lovely. Yeah. But anyway, the fact was is that a lot of people were out, but not as bad this year as it was last year. So last year they made a foolish move by not using the emergency broadcast system to let you know, like you do in a lot of areas of the country. Hey, there's a flood coming, there's a tornado, there's a blizzard, whatever it might be. That's what you use the emergency broadcast system for, for emergencies. Well, they didn't use it at all. And they didn't tell anyone except for on the local news, which I don't even watch my local news. And usually on the radio or, you know, whatever. But uh, this year, after I voiced my very loud opinion, they're now using the emergency broadcast system. People stayed home. So there was, I think, a few deaths, but there were people that shoveled. So be really careful with snow because it's heavy and it's wet. And it can give you a heart attack, especially if you're out there moving around a snowblower and you don't know what you're doing. So those were those types oh. of situations. But overall, we got a lot of snow, mostly around the stadium. And so I thought, oh, we're done, right? Monday, we're done. We're cleaning things up. Nope. We got part two today, which is uh, Wednesday. We got another dumping. School's closed for the third day in a row, so the kids are very happy. Mm. Um, <laughs> but that never happened when I was in school. I don't remember them ever closing school unless it was like maybe one time. You know? That's too funny. I know. Now, they, they, if somebody belches really loud, they'll close the schools these days. <laughs> it's terrible. I know. <laughs> we never got them. We were so excited when they would shut down school. Oh, there's a blizzard or a rainstorm, whatever. Fill in the blank. We never got that. Know. You know, there'd go years ago by with that. I was in here for the blizzard of 76. We had just moved here from Detroit. And I remember we really got nailed. And that was good because we got to stay home for a couple of days, which is my mother probably wasn't happy about at the time. Well, you know, it's, we and it's cold all over the country. My sister's in Texas and it was like nine degrees. And mm, I'm, she's, they had terrible ice. Yeah, she terrible was. Terrible ice. She, she calls me and she goes, It's going to be 70 today. And then two days later, she goes, it's nine degrees. I'm like, well, you know, that's, that's, that's some big swings of, you know. And, and it's dangerous out there, too. You know, our friend Mike Carley, his son was in a car accident. Uh, he's trying to avoid all the icy roads, so he took a back road. Some guy driving too fast for the conditions slid into him. I mean, oh, no. these things happen. So you think you're being smart and you're driving slow and paying attention and, you know, following all the rules and regulations. There's always some moron out there who drives way too fast for the conditions yeah. in a car that's far from taking care of. So, you know, just keep your head head awake and look for an escape route. That's all you can really do. You know what's funny is but, no uh, matter how many of us that will tell you all these different ways to drive in really bad weather like this, the smartest way is don't be out on the road to begin with if you can help it. Right. You Stay know? home. Yeah. So last year, I have a Bronco Raptor, which I love. It is like the perfect vehicle. For oh, that's right. I forgot about that one, too. <laughs> I, I got a lot of toys. Yeah, um, you do. And moving around. Inventory is always moving. But it was, it was interesting because I had to go down to meet Jim Cantore from the Weather Channel. He and I are good friends. And um, he said, hey, can you make it down here? I'm like, yeah, I'll make it down. And um, I'm out. And I'm finding guys out there, like, stuck in ditches. So you do you would do the same thing. Most of us would. You pull over and try and help the guy. It's an older guy. He's in a front-wheel drive, older, you know, Lincoln. He's, like, stuck, and he's standing outside the car. I'm like, crazy. There's plows coming by. There's no one else out. So I pulled a couple people out, and I asked him. I said, why are you out? You know, is there an emergency? Do you need medication? Do you need help? No. I decided to go for a ride and oh, see what things look like. Yeah, exactly. Stay 
home. That's I don't care right. where you live. It'd be like, there's a tornado. I want to go out and see it. No, you don't. No, you don't. You want to stay for a shelter. What are you doing? Same kind of thing. You know, people just don't pay attention. That is Ugh. too funny. No, I, yesterday, get a phone call from my son-in-law. He goes, hey, Andrew's car caught on fire. I go, caught on fire? Where? He what? goes, while he was driving down the road. Oh, yeah. He goes, he goes, I'm following behind him because the car was making some noise. And he goes, and all of a sudden, flames start coming out from under the car. A Toyota Camry, an older one. And uh, a hole in the side of the engine block. Oil was spewing right out onto the uh, exhaust, you know, pipe. And uh, anyway, so I go out in the rain in a rainstorm with my trailer and pick him up. You know, good Samaritan, right? Like you said, you do what you got to do. Always do the right thing, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. All right, Lauren Fix is with us. Carcoachreports.com on the web. You'll see her on the Weather Channel and and all the alphabet soup of uh, big networks and Fox and all the rest. Uh, We're going to come back and talk more about uh, what's going on in the auto industry with my friend Lauren Fix. Stay with us. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Well, you're listening to The Drive all across America. Lauren Fix is joining us. She, you can find her everywhere. She is the carcoachreports.com. Uh, hashtag for Instagram, hashtag carcoachreports. Uh, at Lauren Fix on X. And it's Lauren Fix with an X on X. Uh, carcoachreports.com. And you'll see her on the Weather Channel, especially this time of year. And, of course, the Alphabet Soup Networks, as long as also with Fox and all the all the big guys. Uh, and it's so funny. Whenever I see you on television, I go, hey, I know her. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun. And okay. I say that about you when I see you on. So I, I haven't been on in a couple of years, though, man. Ever since the COVID thing happened, you know, I'm like, I'm not taking that maybe shot. You year. go do what maybe you got. Maybe this year. <laughs> yeah, maybe this year. We'll see. I don't know because you know, the new COVID's coming. They got a new uh, designer. Oh, X, that's right. Yeah, the designer new version. Yeah. Timed perfectly with the election. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, so you wanted to talk about cold weather and EVs. I got to tell you, I'm so proud of the fact that you and me and Carl and a few other folks, BJ, we've been really more right than wrong about these electric cars. It's just, mm-hmm. it's not working. And I think, you know, Carl's going to talk about the, uh, the dump of electric cars from Hertz, 20,000 vehicles, been all over the news. Yep. But I feel kind of like, I feel good about myself because I wasn't going to be duped again 
And like I've said, I, I've said this too many times now, the government needs to stay out of the car business and stop mandating yeah. crap. And I, I know you got a little news on uh, the House overturned uh, mandate, uh, EV mandate also. But anyway, pick it up right. from wherever you want. All right. Well, let's start off with electric vehicles. Okay. Both you and I and a bunch of other people have taken a lot of heat from the manufacturers and oh, from yeah. other media, yep. other individuals. I said, I can't believe you're not on board, da 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 But what they don't realize is the truth about electric vehicles. So anytime you hear everybody in lockstep with the government and a car company, you need to know that's a flag you should raise in your head. It's the best thing ever, best in class. We hear this kind of stuff all the time. But remember, the car companies are in business to make money. And if they can get any journalist to jump on board with them, they are on board because they want to get invited to the shrimp and steak dinners that are offered to them. And you know what? I'd rather not eat with them and borrow a vehicle from a local dealer than play the game and lie to you. So those of us that you have on your show, Alan, it's because we don't lie. And here's an exact example. Cold weather in Chicago. We all know it's Chicago. They get cold weather just like here in Buffalo where I am or anywhere on the upper half of the country. Electric vehicles are having a ton of problems. And you can go online and find tons of articles on electric vehicles die waiting for a charge oh, yeah. because a lot of the stations aren't working. And when you plug in, instead of it being a 20-minute fast charge, it's 90 minutes and you only get 20%. There are a lot of people that are very unhappy. There are the oh. batteries that get lost by 40% of their electric power. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. people are peeved. So they did a whole local story, you know, NBC story, NBC Chicago on people and their electric vehicles and plugging in. So they went up to all the different types of charging stations and speak with them. Everybody's infuriated. I've been here for two hours. I've only got 20 miles of range. There's another guy who had a Tesla Model S. He said he only got 4% range at 32 degrees after an hour. So he's pretty perturbed. And that's not, even that, that, that's not even that cold. 32 degrees is nothing, really. You know? Right. Well, I got eight degrees outside while we're talking right now, right. but you know, it'll warm up. That's, that's why I go on a plane and get the heck out of here as much as possible. Yeah. But the cold temperatures are a huge impact. Then you got higher insurance rates. Yep. You got to have a charging station at your home or go pay for a charger to, to plug in. Tires wear out quicker. No one tells you that. Look at the cost of an electric vehicle tire. That will make you scream oh boy. because you're talking about $250 a tire. That's fine if you got a Porsche 911 and you need some new sneakers for it, you know? Yeah. That's, that's different. different. Right. You use them on the track. These are daily drivers. Right. And because they're heavier, electric vehicles are heavier, they use up the tire quicker. But in addition to that, what's really interesting is they really stink in the snow. Yeah. So the Cybertruck, which we were all excited to see, go online all over the place TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, tons of the. Tons and tons of these cyber trucks are stuck. Oh, no. And they're being pulled out by F 150s, you know, Silverados, you know, Ram trucks, Toyota Tundras. Both size trucks are pulling them out like, sorry about that, buddy, but, you know, that's just what it is. You know, people There's are lots in, of torque. They're infatuated with the dream. It's kind of like the Emperor's New Clothes. They're infatuated yeah. with the idea of a Tesla cyber truck and mm -hmm. bulletproof and all these you know he's listen you gotta hand it to him he is one smart marketer elon oh, musk genius you know yeah. and and he sells the sizzle and the steak but you're paying for the sizzle and you're paying for the secret smoke 
you know? Yeah. Uh, it's so funny. And you, when you find out that some of the flavor is bottled flavor, when you go to a place, yeah. <laughs> you get smoke flavor. It's like, what do you mean smoke flavor? Well, you know, it's we grill it on a grill. Put it on a barbecue. What the heck? <laughs> right. It's not. It's on a grill in the in the kitchen with the rest of everything else. Oh my! I gosh, know, and man. that's. The, I think people don't realize it is the emperor's new clothes, and you know. And I think you always hate to be the person to call out. We called it out early. I've been taking heat for ten years, and there's certain brands that won't even invite me to any of their events. I can't even get cars off the fleet. They've yeah. denied me that, but I just go to the dealer. I, I only need a car for, if you can't figure out what a car is in a couple hours, then you shouldn't be writing about cars. Yeah, no, you're uh, right. You know, and, and, I, and even less time than that. You I, know? I've had the same problem for the last about year and a half. The automakers don't like you and me and a few others and quite a few others. And, and nowadays, even mainstream media is starting to call you know the, the little kid that says look mommy the emperor's in his underwear and the emperor ah, is he's in his yeah. underwear and hopefully he's going to get voted out here in the next election we'll take a break and be right back oh. with more stay with oh, us oh, yeah. <laughs> never carries a lot of weight never forget never settle never surrender and now dodge is proud to announce never lift the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up with the 475 horsepower durango srt 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo dodge charger and challenger and the introduction of dodge power brokers your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts for more on the never lift mindset go to dodge.com dodge is a registered trademark of fca us llc This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. Well, this is The Drive. I'm Alan Taylor. Thanks for joining us. Lauren Fix is here. Uh, You'll see her on the Weather Channel on ABC, NBC, Fox, all over the place talking about cars and and car, you know, uh, stuff when it comes to weather or news, anything interesting. She's very good at what she does. You should visit her website, carcoachreports.com. Or her Instagram or X page at Lauren Fix on X, and uh, hashtag Car Coach Reports on Instagram, and you can also find her, I'm sure, on Facebook if you go looking there. Um, Lauren, we mentioned you know a, a lot about EVs and things like that, but did you say the House overturned the EV mandate or something? I heard you mention when we were in, in the commercial break. The House did. Yeah. yeah, they got bipartisan support on HR 4468. And that is taking away that mandate that each state would be going electric and, and that the feds would go electric. But that is only the House of Representatives. And that happened on December 6th. Of course, didn't make a lot of mainstream news because it doesn't meet the narrative. So it's important that you keep an eye on that. And they said, obviously, that this is taking away your freedom to choose what you want. Right. And so they dubbed it the Choice in Automobile Retail Sales or Cars Act of 2023. The past 221 to 197. So now it's going to go to the to the Senate. And this is where the problem is. The Senate needs to vote for it and get 51 votes. And it's a straight up vote. The problem is we don't think it's going to pass. So if you start contacting your local senator and say, hey, listen, this is coming up. It's the choice in automobile retail sales or cars, CARS. I don't think they've put a Senate number to it yet. But uh, say, hey, this is coming up. This, we want the freedom to be able to buy what we want. And if you don't let them know, 
their interns tell them, oh, yeah, everybody's on board for this. Don't you watch the news? See, that's where they use the fourth estate to their advantage. So make sure to let them know the real truth and how you feel. Now, what's interesting is if it does pass the Senate, which is possible, just not likely, and it goes to President Biden, he's going to veto it. We already know that. So then it would go back to the House and the Senate. They would need two-thirds vote of each House. If we can do that, then it's gone. The problem is we don't think we have that kind of support. So it's important that you let them know what you want. I know the National Auto Dealers Association has also criticized the EPA and this whole mandate saying it's not going to work. It's hurting their dealers. It's hurting the car industry. It's hurting you. And so these are, this doesn't work. Uh, Chip Roy, uh, who's from Texas, has been a very enthusiastic supporter of this. I know SEMA has been a part of it as well, pushing very hard to get the messaging across that this is not what you and I want. It's important to note that the next president, who we hope it's not the current one, because the next president could easily say, you know what, we're not doing this, and it's gone. Yeah. They could easily remove that kill switch, Section 24220, also. And by the way, that I, the Federal Registry finally listed that. They had it buried for a while. So mm. if you're interested in putting in your opinion, you can go for the Federal Registry. Very simple to do. All you have to do is get online and put in regulations.gov slash comment. Mm. And when it pops up, put NHTSA, which is National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, 2022, and then at 0079 on the kill switches. So we need to get these up for people's opinions so that you can put in your peace of mind. Because if you don't, they're going to do what they think you want, which yeah. is what they want. Well, and I think what's happening is that how I'm going to vote is with my money. And we've said this a mm-hmm. number of times. And I think, you know, what Carl's going to talk about here in the next hour, Carl Brower is going to talk about the dump of electric cars from Hertz. When big corporations like Hertz do their, you know, kind of the, I guess you could call it the bean counters, do their data search of what are we making the most money on? What are we losing money on? What are we breaking even money on? And they they go to the category where we're not making money on these cars. I'll tell you why. I'll give you an example. I went to a rental car place one time and I, and I, I rent the cheapest car I can get because I don't care what it looks like. I just need to right. go to a meeting and go back. So I don't care if it's a Nissan Versa or whatever. And they Those offered are good cars, me actually. They are I good like cars. Right. But they offered me a Tesla in exchange <laughs> to an electric car. I said, you can keep that. You know how many guys like me and you are that out there that are saying stuff like that? Anyway. More than you know. I know. It's it. funny because I was offered the same thing out of Syracuse. I, I was there for business and the plane got rerouted. Yeah. And so instead of waiting for the flight to go from Syracuse to Buffalo, which probably wouldn't happen, they probably have to send you to LaGuardia and back. I said, you know what? I said, I'm just going to rent a car at my own expense. And I said, what's the cheapest thing you have? And it was like a Mazda 3 or whatever. I'm like, fine. I don't care. It's cheap. I just need something to get me a two-hour drive. And he said, oh, you should try the Tesla. I go, no, no, no. No, and they're trying to force them on people. I know. All right, we got to go. The commercial's coming up. Lauren Fix, carcoachreports.com. Be careful out there in Buffalo, Lauren. Thank you. All right, thank you. All right, we'll be right back with another hour. Stay with us. It is The Drive. Attention business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors. 
every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, here we are. Hour two starts off with uh, George Kennedy III. Oh, my God. Look at this bio on this guy. George Kennedy is co-founder of Cartender.com and vice president of the New England Motor Press Association. He contributes to U.S. News and World Report, Car Gurus, Forbes, Wheels, and right here on The Drive with Alan Taylor. George, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great as always. It's uh, pretty pretty frigid up here in the Northeast, but yeah. uh, we're we're getting by. Yeah, it's freezing cold all over the country. It seems right now. My sister's in Texas, and she's like, "It's nine degrees." And then I talked to, uh, oh, who was it? Was it Lauren? Yeah, Lauren. Lauren Fix just got done talking about the the snowstorm in Buffalo. And what's George going to talk about, you guys? A BMW, not just any BMW, a convertible BMW, a Z4 convertible in the middle of the wintertime. What the? Who's got you driving that? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was the, the perfect winter vehicle, the BMW Z4 convertible. <laughs> no, it, it's funny. You know, they, they say in New England, uh, if you don't like the weather, just wait 10 minutes. And as a matter of fact, last week it was in the upper 40s, lower 50s. The sun was out. And it seemed like a good time to squeeze in a uh, a BMW convertible. I even was able oh to drive around gosh. with the top down oh. uh, for a couple of days yesterday. So yeah. imagine what a difference a week makes. Well, you know what's funny if you think about it? These days, we've learned something in the years of, uh, you know, as life goes on, that you can layer up. And you can put a nice scarf on and wear some driving gloves and put that top down with your little little beanie on, your little British-looking sports car beanie. And, you know, and everybody's jealous of you, even though you know your your nose is running and it's cold and <laughs> you still did it, though. Good even, for you. <laughs> you can even wear a balaclava. It, will, it balaclava. was great, too, with, with modern sports cars and convertibles is that they, they know that People want to, they're paying a lot of money for these things, and so they want to get the most out of them. So you've got heated seats, heated steering wheel. If yeah. you look at competitors like Mercedes and their convertibles, they have the air scarf system, which right. is a, a, a heater vent integrated into the, you know, below the headrest. Right. So there, there are these clever features that allow you to drive these cars at the top down deep into the colder seasons. True story. And I'll tell you, I happen to be one of those guys, too 
that if it was almost raining, but not quite, I'm leaving that top down until I see raindrops on my windshield. Because I, if I've got a convertible, right. I want the top down. You know, that's just me. Well, anyway. What's interesting, too, is that the convertible tops in these cars can, I mean, it opens and closes in about, like, you know, 19 seconds, and right. it can do it at speeds up to 30 miles an hour. So exactly. say you're bombing along and, you know, up some back roads and you start to see rain clouds. If you do want to put the top up, you don't have to come to a complete stop. You can slow down, drive about 30 and, uh, and put the top back up. All right. So is this a retractable hard top or is it a actual cloth top? It's an actual cloth top. And this is something that my brother and I talked about. He happens to have a, uh, a 90s 911 Porsche convertible yeah. cabrio. And he was asking about, you know, the power hard tops because the Z4 used to have a power hard top. The, even also the 4 Series convertible had a hard top, but they've gone to cloth top. And part of the reason for that, I think, is because, you know, these the hard tops are just this, you know, piece of mechanical yeah. origami, right. right? And so, you know, the, the maintenance on that could be tough. Ugh. They also don't look great because they resulted sort of a hunchback. And so I think also the production methods have gotten better where – a soft top offers the protection from the elements, the sound deadening, and the security that hard tops were, that were their strong point, but you can do it in a much more attractive package. Yeah. Well, so you're driving what you're, what you're calling here a rag top. It's cloth. I have a uh, SL500 AMG that uh, is in my garage. There's a little flapper. It's a mechanical ballet, a hard top convertible. And when, when all these little flaps open and close and things happen, and it's wonderful to watch. But I'll tell you what, one of those little solenoids is is not working on mine. $650 for this little solenoid. And without it, the top don't go down or up. They don't do nothing. Uh, it's perfect time for a ragtop conversation. And George Kennedy III is going to tell us now about the uh, horsepower when we come back and what this uh, Z4 BMW does on the road. This is The Drive. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Attention business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Oh, yeah, there it is. The drive all across America talking about cars, and it's cold outside, but George Kennedy doesn't care. BMW Z4 ragtop convertible. Um, Z4. Uh, this is the same platform that the Toyota 
Supra uses, and I know because I had one for a short time. It's actually a really nice platform. I, I, I don't know what they've done since 2000 when I, I got that uh, Toyota, you know, the, the marriage between Toyota and BMW with the um, Supra. I, I, it was a nice car, but it just it kind of was a little bit uh, vanilla for me. Even though it looked good and everything, there was just something missing. I don't know. I'm sure BMW does a better job with their iteration because it was their platform. But give us a little bit about horsepower and drivability and all that. To drivability and, and vanilla, it's, it's fascinating because the Supra is the more almost hardcore version as far as comparing the, the drivability. Really? But that's because I drove the, the entry model S-Drive 30i. So that's a 2-liter turbocharged inline 4, 255 horsepower, 8-speed automatic. It's fine in a straight line. It actually you know, was able to you know, spin the tires a little bit, maybe because it was cold. But there's an upgraded model that I really would love to drive soon, the M40i. And that has a 3-liter turbocharged straight six, mm. makes 382 horsepower. You know, once again, these are, the, these are the powertrains that carry over from the Supra. And if you recall, they offer a manual version of the six-cylinder Supra. So for 24, one of the things that's going to happen is that a manual Z4 M40i will be available I'm trying to, I think it's like a, is it a several thousand dollar option? But that's something that's really been missing from the, the Z4, in my opinion, especially with the fact that the M40i gets, you know, a number of performance upgrades, including an adaptive suspension, a limited slip differential, sport brakes. Like the one that we drove is a great cruiser. And if you, you know, you can definitely kind of put it through its paces up some back roads. It's not as communicative as the M40 would be with its more taut suspension and stiffer steering, mm. but it's definitely a really fun car to drive, and the M40 would just be, you know, levels up from that in terms of fun. So this didn't have an M package of any kind. It was just this was kind of an entry level version. It it had like a an M style package. Right, um, that's the so cheater so package. Not. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I would I would love to see sort of uh, you know they offer as an option on the base model all of those chassis upgrades I just listed out, including yeah. the suspension, the differential, and everything. But I would want that. I mean, I don't need all the all the straight power in the world, straight line power in the world. But 382 horsepower is kind of within my sweet spot. So yeah, M40i good. and all the features that it comes with. That sounds great in my book. Yeah. You know, I remember when they came out with the the um, the Z3 convertible. And this was, I mean, I think it was, gosh, was it uh, in the 90s sometime? Uh, because I remember where I was. I was working at a radio studio at that particular time, doing my show out of a radio station. And the world has changed quite a bit since then because I can be sitting here in my underwear, which I am, doing this show on a, a Saturday morning. But... <laughs> But I remember the station manager came out one day when I got a BMW Z3, when they decided to do the Z3, I'm sorry, Z3M with the M package. And, right. and, I, and I, I hadn't even driven it yet, but I knew that it had to be since the M package is their performance package. And it was probably, I don't know, in the late 90s, I think, in 98, 99 sometime. And, I, and I'm only going off of memory. But I, I took the guy for a ride, and, I, and he got in the car, and I said, put your seatbelt on if you would. And he goes, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. So he put the seatbelt on. I said, 
hold on tight because I'm going to take you for the ride of your life. And I hadn't even driven it yet because they were exchanging cars with me. As you know, journalists, we get a new, a different car every week. And I haven't for a little while because since COVID, it's much harder to get cars these days. But I was getting this car. I got in it and I thought, I'm going to burn out away from the radio station just to make a scene. Because, you know, that's me. <laughs> and so yeah, of course I rev the engine and I dropped the clutch and this car literally went sideways and it went sideways and I shifted gears and it got sideways again. It was unbelievable. And I decided I should look over at the face of the guy that had probably never done any of this in his life, kind of a bookworm kind of a guy. And I'm telling you what, he looked like he was going to die any second. That was the look on his face. <laughs> and uh, But I want to tell you, I made a friend for life because that was an experience that people just don't get very often is take that ride of their life. You see it sometimes in Ferris wheels and, and things like that, where people are just screaming with joy. And, um, and I thought to myself, you know what? That is the best thing in the world. Just experiencing that horsepower and BMW really, really does a good job at that. All right. We're going to come back and talk more about the car, but, uh, it's a BMW Z4 convertible in the middle of winter. Only George Kennedy III does that. We'll be right back. The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget. Never settle. Never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. You know, I almost forgot. I want to mention it in at least in each hour of the show. Um, I'm going to Barrett Jackson like right now because it's all week next week. Barrett Jackson Collector Car Auction, Scottsdale, Arizona. It's, uh, I think it starts, uh, the, the full dates is like January 20th through the 28th. I'm going to be there doing symposiums, George Kennedy III. Um, I will be in sunny, hopefully, please God, sunny Scottsdale, Arizona <laughs> all week next weekend into next weekend anyway. All right, finish up on the uh, BMW Z4 ragtop pricing and all that kind of stuff because when you say BMW, it ain't cheap. Yeah, so the Z4 starts at $53,000, and that's for the, the four-cylinder turbo model that goes the 0 to 60 in 5.2 seconds. You can get that dynamic chassis package for a few thousand dollars, and then you add a couple packages, and you're up to low 60 territory. The M40i, so the model with the more powerful 380 horsepower inline six, 0 to 60 in 3.9 seconds, that starts at $66,000. So... You can load up the S-Drive 30 with all of the creature comforts and the chassis enhancements from the M40 and still pay less than that. Then you have to ask yourself, well, do you want the more straight line power? So it becomes a, you know, a decision tree along that line. Right. Well, you know, I mean, look, these days, as everybody knows, cars are getting more and more and more expensive. The used car market is kind of through the roof lately. And it, the reason is, of course, is because 
what I just said. New cars get more and more and more expensive. So all of a sudden, you know, I was talking about that little BMW Z3M. Those are like little collector pieces now and fun to drive. Oh, my gosh. And you know what? You don't have to break the bank. And people that buy these cars take much better care of them. I don't know why that is. I guess maybe when you are an enthusiast, and I'm a car enthusiast, I really take good care of my cars. Now, I hammer on them pretty hard, but I'm really good on maintenance. I'm looking at everything. When I'm washing that car, I'm touching every part of that car, looking at it, looking under it, watching the, you know, the, the, the gauges at all times. I'm not oblivious to the machine I'm driving. It's a part of me, and it's ex- an extension of me. And I think that's the same. With I, Can I ask you, George, are you that same kind of guy? I like to think I take uh, pretty solid care of the vehicles that I drive. You know, it's my brother and I used to have a lot of off-road vehicles. So right. maintenance with that was a little different. It was more of go out to the trail, break something, you know, rebuild, <laughs> do it all over again. I'm talking new so cars, new le- car. I'm not talking used. I'm talking when you buy something new, you're doing that because you're building these machines purpose built i get that part of it well too. also that's more of a survival right. uh, approach where it's, we're not trying to make it look pretty or run well we're just trying to keep it going right 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 well i have to, i keep forgetting how how wonderfully young you are in comparison to me see <laughs> so, for but, now but i but yes i know it'll keep getting worse but even with my jeep i have a 2022 jeep a gladiator with a diesel and the oil changes are like 250 bucks and i'm like i don't care of course, you go out further, but, you know, the, the fuel filter, the oil filter, the oil, the synthetic oil, whatever it is, it's all more expensive. I take good care. And when it is due, when that little sticker says a number, I'm in there before it. I don't go past it. I'm that guy. Now, if I was going to go out off-roading with it, trust me, I'm going to put it through. I got a Rubicon, so I'm going to put it through the, you know, through the paces. But... If I do break something, I go right in. I want to fix it. And I keep on improving my vehicle. I just put some another 500 bucks worth of improvements on it to make it do what I need it to do. But I think that people that are enthusiasts generally take better care of their machines. All right, hold on. Well, I, hold on, hold on. Don't answer. Because you got two minutes left to tell me about the winter driving. Since you talked about convertibles in yeah. the wintertime, you got to at least give me two minutes on winter driving because I know your testing is about to come up. Yeah, so as the the vice president of the New England Motor Press Association, Ooh. our group, yes, it, <laughs> yeah, yes. In, with all of the, its trappings, <laughs> yes. um, throughout the winter, we are taking every vehicle that we get behind the wheel of, whether it's a Subaru Forester or a BMW Z4 convertible, and we're looking at it from the aspect of how does this vehicle survive as a winter vehicle, and yeah, a Forester is going to be great in it, but we also want to see how a Z4 does. And if it has the right features, it can survive. And that means a couple of things. It could mean heated seats. It could mean a heated steering wheel. Right. The right tires is absolutely critical. critical. You, know, you could have a great yeah. four by four with the wrong tires, or you could have a sports car with great tires. Yeah. Another critical feature we find is remote start, uh, especially if you don't have a garage. Right. And then we're seeing some smart new features or ones that have maybe been around for a minute but are starting to grow in popularity. And that's things like heater elements in the front windshield. That's something that Subaru has done for a while. So those those little lines that you see across maybe the back of your SUV that that de-ice the rear window, you might see one or two of those at the bottom of the windshield to basically de-ice that the windshield wiper area. Yeah. Another thing too is checking to see if the windshield wipers themselves fold up all the way. 
Some people really like to have those things folded up all the way before a snowstorm so they don't get damaged when people are scraping all the snow and ice off the car. Right. Now, you know what's funny is you're talking about all this stuff. I went to the Detroit Auto Show, which uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure they've just announced they're going to go back to January from, from June. They moved it to June. It was always in January. But I rented a car one time, a Pontiac. And you know what happened is... I turned the windshield wipers on. They were stuck to the windshield. It literally ripped the windshield wipers right off the uh, the, the, the the posts, and I had to get a whole other car. So that kind of stuff you just talked about, very important. George, thank you, brother. Appreciate it. And, um, you know, have fun in your, uh, your little ragtop there. <laughs> Thanks. I'll try. All right. George Kennedy III, everybody. Coming up next uh, is Carl Brower from iccars.com. Stay with us. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. Well, joining us right now is my good friend Carl Brower, uh, automotive industry analyst. He is a juror and a board member of the North American Car and Truck of the Year, uh, Forbes Autos contributor, uh, analyst for IC Cars, executive analyst. I don't want to get that wrong. ICcars.com. And, uh, you know, we've talked about it just a little bit. I, I think I might have mentioned it last week about Hertz with their, they decided, Carl Brower, by the way, Carl, to dump all their, not is it all or many of, or what are they doing? The Hertz rental car company getting rid of the EVs because people just don't want to rent them at some point, I guess. I don't know. What's the story? A huge percentage of their current EV fleet, or maybe their recent past, because I think it's already happening, will be sold off, and their current fleet is always in rotation, as you know, when you are running a business based on cars, cars wear out, and you replace them. Right. So they are going to be selling them at about the same point in time, in terms of miles, that they would be selling any cars, and they will be replacing them with non-EVs. Uh-huh. So in a world where we're all supposed to be transitioning to electric vehicles as soon as possible, <laughs> uh, these guys are going backwards. They're <laughs> reducing their total percentage of electric vehicles in their Hertz national rental car fleet. Mm, wow. And that's kind of a big deal in a world where we're all supposed to be moving to EVs as quickly as possible. And so the next question is, why? And the question is answered by uh, higher upfront costs, 
higher maintenance and um, service costs and more accidents. People are having more accidents in them, likely because they're faster than the average car, as you and I both know. You get that instant torque. Right. So you've got people renting cars at Hertz who've probably never even been in the same, you know, like zip code of an electric vehicle before right. in a lot of the parts of the country. They get in these things, they start to give them the throttle, and they're like, whoa, this thing's fast. And they're having these low-speed rear-end collisions because they're getting up to speed quicker than they expect, and then they can't slow down in time. Plus, they're heavy, as we know at EVs. They don't stop necessarily the best. And they're running into the cars in front of them. So this is basically a business move, a smart business move. It's a nightmare for If you're a company that's supposed to make a profit, do you want to own assets that cost you more and have lower profit or assets that cost you less and have higher profit. And so EVs aren't cutting it for them. Well, the interesting thing about the accident you just described, it's the driver of the EV's fault because they rear-ended somebody. So now you've got, you know, somebody that has, you know, neck problems or whatever that lasts for years and years and years and sometimes a lifetime where the insurance companies are probably now putting pressure on Hertz going, you know what? We notice that there's a huge spike in rear end collisions and driver error, you might say, renter error. <laughs> so, you know, at some point the bean counters dictate all these things, right? Yes. You know, and that's what's going on. Wow. It's an interesting. And remember, that's just a that's just a component of it. I don't know if that was ten percent of the factor or thirty percent, but right. the majority you get the impression from what they said was the maintenance costs, and yeah. not just because they were getting in accidents, but just the cars weren't as dependable, mm. they weren't as reliable. Remember, the other thing we're all supposed to think, Alan, well, these things are like four wheeled calculators. When was the last time you had to service your calculator or your iPhone? You know, right. well. Apparently, they're not four-wheeled iPhones. They actually have more problems come up, and then they're harder and more expensive to fix when the problems do come up. And, of course, I've heard this for years from lots of EV, particularly Tesla owners, which is, you know, as long as nothing goes wrong with the car, which isn't very common, but if it doesn't, then you're okay. Whether it's a screen that dies in the center of the dash or a front-end collision that causes you to need what is a relatively simple repair on a front bumper cover and maybe a fender and a hood and the time involved and the cost involved of getting that all handled is a pain mm. and much worse than the internal combustion version of the same kind yeah, of Yeah, but it's still both so, of these reasons come yeah. back to the bean counters because they're seeing yes. bottom line. I wonder I wonder when they go to sell these things and that's probably happening like you said it's happening right now are they losing more to get rid of it? You know what I mean? Than a regular used car. Because yeah. the used car market is well, high. You know? Let's pair the fact that they're, they're getting rid of all these cars. And we had the study a couple of months ago at IC Cars about used car prices dropping between October 22 and October 23, 5.1% on average. Mm. But the used electric cars dropping 33.7% over that same time frame. <laughs> So you paid more for the car up front, you paid more to keep it in service, and you lost a lot more money when it was time to sell it. Well, the bean counters win, and this time they're right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this is perfect, perfect proof that the government should not be in the auto industry. And when they start telling the automakers what to make, the consumers are the ones that go, "Uh, excuse me? 
my money, yeah. I'm going to spend it on what I want to, and you're not going to make me, you know, buy one of these electric cars and uh, or even rent one for that matter. Wow. Right. So this is a massive market correction back to, you know, what the consumer wants. Wow. Crazy. Why the heck should that be deciding things in a capitalist <laughs> society? What the heck's going on, Alan? Right, right. Oh, my gosh. Well, so I don't know. You know, I mean... And then one side of me, my uh, my Yiddish side goes, oh, hey, it might be a good deal. You know, but then I think, wait a minute, wait a minute. If the deal seems too good to be true, maybe it is. And, you know, <laughs> they must also be kind of coming to a conclusion that, like you said, the repair costs are more, parts maybe cost more and harder to get, which is going to be the same thing for you and me. If it's happening to Hertz and they've got thousands and th listen, they're dumping, what was it, 20,000 electric cars. They have tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of cars all over the country and around the world. Yeah, They know. So their data is proving to them electric is a no-go. So, well, yeah. interesting, yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> I think both of us already knew that. Uh, I feel a little bit um, better about myself for all the complaining I've been doing over all the, you know, <laughs> the last <laughs> couple of years. All right, Carl. Carl's with iccars.com. And we come back, they've got another latest study. Best new cars for the money. Where we identify the new cars with the longest lifespans and lowest MSRPs to define value. Carl's going to talk all and, about it. And none of them are EVs, in oh. case you're wondering now. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. All right, we'll be right back. Stay with us. Attention business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. <laughs> Well, you're listening to The Drive, automotive talk from automotive guys. Not robots, just guys that love cars. That's me and Carl. And, of course, there's gals that love cars, too, because there's BJ and Lauren and other folks that we have on. But right now, Carl and I, a couple of gearheads. Uh, Carl, of course, iccars.com. He's an executive analyst. And uh, they have an interesting new latest study. Carl's here to talk all about it. What you got for us, Carl, there? Yeah, so this one was fun because what we essentially did is we have enough data looking at all the cars out there, especially used cars, to have a very confident sense of lifespan. And you and I have talked before about cars with the longest lifespan and all. Right. So we decided, well, what if you look at a history of a given model's record for lasting a given amount of time? 
and you cross that with their new price, you're going to start to get a very strong prediction on how long any given new car is going to last. And you, of course, will know it's new price. So we, we looked at that and we said the car that's the cheapest but lasts the longest from a pure, very straightforward value thing, and you can put value on a million things, as you know, sure, Alan. Uh, sure. Some people value, you know, big hood ornaments or or, uh, <laughs> or tinted windows. Oh, you nailed but me! If you're, just, <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for the most car lifespan for the lowest purchase price. That's what this study looked at, and we listed the top 25 cars. And it's fascinating, by the way, because what we discovered when we looked at all vehicles was that the average cost for every 10,000 miles of lifespan that a vehicle delivers is $2,779. Now, this is not operating costs. That's not like gas and insurance. We're just saying strictly car costs X, it lasts Y before its lifespan is done. And if you divide those two, you get how much does it cost you for every 10,000 miles of lifespan you're getting out of the car. And the average cost across all used cars was $2,779 for every 10,000 miles of lifespan a given car will travel. Oh, yeah. And all the cars on our top 25 list, the most expensive one was 2163 and the cheapest one was 1099 So we're talking almost a third less than the average car for that cheap one. Well, you know, it's funny because, of course, everything is also front-loaded, you have an extreme amount of money in the first couple of years of, of loss of value and all that stuff. And you guys are just extrapolating it through the entire life of the vehicle. Yep. So do you have a list of vehicles or anything that, uh, sure. Sure. So, so the, this is, this is going to be a lot of people like what the best value for the money. If you're looking to spend the least and last the longest for a car. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me think now. Hold on. Is it a Nissan? No. Good guess. That's number seven. Toyota? No, that's number two. Kia? Uh, there's actually no Kia in the top 25. Oh, oh my gosh. What is it? I got to know. I got to know. Mitsubishi Mirage. No way. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. And, it's, and what it is, Alan, is it's the purchase price, right? I don't think the average Mitsubishi Mirage is that really high-quality, durable. In fact, it's one of the lower lifespan cars on our list and we list the lifespan too in the study but it's so dang cheap at eighteen thousand nine hundred ninety one dollars is the average price that you pay for one of these uh, that that you're just paying so little even though it only air quotes goes one hundred and seventy two thousand miles on the lifespan that's not that impressive on the list that we've got here really? but it's it, basically it's a little lower than the average lifespan for a lot of the cars here but it's substantially lower cost wise Okay, so when you cross right. those two, you end up with it as the uh, best car, $1,099 for every 10,000 miles. All right, I would um, say and, you, and a you, comparison, you tricked me. Number two is a great comparison, <laughs> okay. Toyota Corolla. So it jumps from 1099 on the Mirage to 1374 for every 10,000 miles you okay. get out of the Corolla because its average new car price is $25,017 gotcha. instead of 18991 So it's a $6,000 more expensive car. Right. But the average lifespan is 182 instead of 172 So it goes another 10,000 miles. And then number three, Impreza, Subaru Impreza, huh? 1409 every 10,000 miles. Average new price, 27830 Again, a couple thousand, almost 3000 more than the Corolla. And 197 
562, also lasts longer than wow. the first two cars. And then we'll just go to number four because that's an interesting one, Honda Accord. 1432, a little more than the Impreza in terms of its price per 10,000. 30,000, 321, again, about 2,500 more than the Impreza. 211,000 average lifespan. Mm. So those are the factors you're looking at. How long does the car last? How much does it cost? And that works out your average cost per 10,000 miles of lifespan. Wow. It's funny because, you know, who figures these things out? You know what I mean? It's like, hey, let's figure out. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, but it makes sense because you have some people that are literally going to buy a car. My wife is one of these people. She could buy a car and be happy with whatever it is for years and years. Matter of fact, she just paid off her car the other day and she goes and she holds up the title. I got the title. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've had like 15 cars since you bought that thing. And it's only been three years, you know? <laughs> oh. I'm the exact same way. I can so relate to that. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. But, I, you know, I got to listen. I do two things pretty regularly. That's change my underwear and change my cars. That's just how I am. You know, I like to be clean. My cars to be clean. Anyway. All right. Hold tight. We're going to take another break here. Oh my yeah, gosh! But it's it's true. If you can keep a car forever, you can usually get a better value for it. So your wife's doing it right. Yep. Yeah. All right. So this whole study, if you guys are interested, because they got a lot of cars in there, iccars.com, and uh, just uh, where? How do they find the studies? Just they go to studies? Yeah. If I mean honestly, if they type in "best new cars for the money" in Google, they're probably going to have it pop up. But ah. certainly, if they go to the IC Cars homepage and click on the studies at the top. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, Carl Brower is going to come back and do one more segment with us. Uh, car guys talking cars on the radio. We'll be right back. Never carries a lot of weight. Never forget. Never settle. Never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. is The Drive with Alan Taylor. And my buddy Carl Brower, he's a executive analyst at iccars.com. They do a lot of studies and, you know, they can help you uh, with all kinds of automotive things. Check it out. I see, like you can see with your eyes, iccars.com. Uh, Carl, I know, you know, but it's time to tell the world. My Demon 170, my Dodge Demon 170 has finally come in. Um, that was a long wait and it is in the showroom down at the dealership waiting for me to go get it, but I'm on the show with you. So I can't go get it. What a dilemma, Carl. Have you gotten yours yet? See, I'm going to have to keep you on the, sh- <laughs> I'm going to have to keep you on the show for about a week because otherwise you're going to get yours before me. Oh um, my gosh. It's been yeah, forever. Mine is supposedly scheduled to arrive in exactly a week from today that we're talking. So I am hopeful because it originally was supposed to arrive, according to the little, uh, as they call it, the pizza tracker on uh, the Dodge site, on November 4th. 
so we're we're a little behind schedule here. Yeah. Um, but I was told by the dealer that the truck driver, and this is unprecedented, called him, said I should be picking it up next week. That being this week, yeah. and dropping it off around uh, you know mid to late January. Yeah. Well. So, you know, when did we order these things? Like um, May. Uh, March, March, oh, <laughs> April, no. somewhere back there. Yeah, right. yeah, but you know, honestly, you know, we start out the show talking about how you know we've had electric cars shoved down our throats by government mandates and all the rest, and the global warming people and all this garbage. And I was so happy when Dodge announced that they were going to do a Demon One Seventy. Not only was it just another Demon, which is like, yeah, baby. It was another demon that had 1,025 horsepower. And it's like in your face. Now, you and I know that they're showing some, some what is sneak photos of the new Charger because this is the last of the Challenger. Am I right? Or is it going to be just a pause? What do you think? Well, you know, it's like when the um, Land Cruiser went away recently and then, oh, it came back. You know, yeah, these Camaro, car companies love yeah. to, you know, have their... Uh, Rolling Stones farewell tour. You know, they love having their <laughs> Rolling Stones farewell tours. Right. Uh, but when these names have this kind of equity in them, you know they're coming it's back. They're not going to just let them go away. Yeah. But there is no current schedule for a Challenger. Well, fair there enough. is the Charger. Yeah. They're calling the next two-door performance car a Charger Daytona, and it's coming. Uh, we're going to see it this year in 2024. They'll show a final version and maybe even go on sale. Well, they, they've, uh, they've sneaked no, out some pictures. Nothing on the radar for a Challenger. Yeah, they, they sneaked out some pictures. Personally, I didn't care for the headlights. I thought they were a little too squinty-eyed, if I can say that. They were small. I kind of like yeah. round, big round headlights, you know? I'm, yeah. I'm kind of like an, a classic car now guy. I can't believe I'm saying that, that I'm really kind of a classic car guy all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, working for Motor Trend and Car and Driver, and those are all new car things. And here I am, you know, with a Demon, but it's really, it's a modern day classic car. Boom. Yeah. Muscle car. Yeah. Nothing better. Well, and you know, look at some of the most successful and, and celebrated cars out there. The Porsche 911, which looks, for the most part, like it did 60 years yeah, ago. Yeah, right. Or Just a lot bigger. Or, <laughs> you know, the Ford Bronco, the new Ford Bronco, when they re-released it recently, and it's been so successful. Yeah. What did it look like, Alan? Did it look like some sleek modernized spaceshipy new car no it looked like the old one the, yeah. the most celebrated generation of the of the original bronco yeah. with the big round headlights yeah. so i think uh, you got to know your audience yeah and i think i guess what it boils down to and here's another thing okay what's old is new again right and so right. the classic cars that you know but sadly they're going away from it but i have to think that they're going to have to they're going to have to come back to it and I think Dodge here, you know, and we're sponsored by Dodge. You may people say, oh, you're sponsored by Dodge. Listen, I picked my sponsors. I went and begged on them and said, you got to sponsor my show. I'm a Dodge guy. There was a time in my life I wouldn't have bought a Dodge if life depended on it. Till Ralph Gilles, who's a design guy, and Tim Kaniskis, the president, and their team got together and created these awesome machines that turns a car guy's head. And I was that yeah. guy. And then, you know, the yeah. Vipers. and But here comes the Detroit auto show back to its original date. It was moved to June and, and they're moving it back to January. What's old is new again. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, Alan, some people might say, I wouldn't say this, of course, but some people might say that the, the retraction at the Hertz on the EV cars that we talked about re just a few minutes ago 
maybe a portender of future movement. Is it possible that in the next five years we're going to see a revival of V8 internal combustion powered cars that sell well and, and like the market, the market might actually have some influence on what automakers produce. It's possible. Yeah. Yep. All right, Carl Brower, uh, good talking with you, brother. ICcars.com. I'm going to go and get my demon right now. <laughs> Attention business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book.